الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد verse number forty four of surah araf ونادى أصحاب الجنة أصحاب النار أن قد وجدنا ما وعدنا ربنا حقا فهل وجدتم ما وعد ربكم حقا قالوا نعم فأذن مؤذن بينهم اللعنة الله على الظالمين الذين يصدون عن سبيل الله ويبغونها إوجا وهم بالآخرة كافرون The inhabitants of paradise will call out to the inmates of the fire We found what our Lord promised us to be true Did you find what your Lord promised you to be true? Yes, they will say, then an, a caller will announce in their midst, may Allah's curse be on the wrongdoers, those who bar from the way of Allah and seek to make it crooked and disbelieving the hereafter. We discussed mainly uh, verse number 44 and uh, uh, very quickly uh, alluded to فَأَذَّنَ مُؤَذَّنٌ بَيْنَهُمْ A caller will call in their midst and uh, mention that uh, this mu'adhan cannot be from jinn or from angels. It is from human beings and in traditions, in many traditions we have that this uh, mu'adhan is Ali ibn Abi Talib. And it actually does not talk about uh, the kind of Mu'adhanin calling, it, it talks about one Mu'adhan, one person who announces. And to specify that one person, we need to certainly refer to traditions who that one person is. Now, a couple of more traditions in this regard and more views uh, is what is reported uh, uh, from Al-Hakim Al-Hasakani, who is uh, one of the Sunni compilers uh, from Muhammad ibn Hanafiyyah, the uh, son of Amir al-Mu'min who said, uh, uh, my father reported to me that I am that caller or that announcer who announces. And also, He reports from Ibn Abbas that لَعَلِيًّ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ أَسْمَاءٌ لَا يَعْرِفُهَا النَّاسِ This is very interesting. For Ali, peace be on him, there are names in the book of God that people do not know it. And one of those names is Mu'adhan. And he refers to, Ibn Abbas refers to the verse that فَأَذَّنَ مُؤَذَّنٌ بَيْنَهُمْ which is a name of Amir al-Mu'mani. The Iraqi uh, exegetes, Al-Alusi, who uh, died a couple of centuries ago, middle of the 19th century, he uh, actually disputes this, that Mu'adhan would be Ali ibn Abi Talib. He says that it is reported from Ibn Abbas, this Mu'adhan is Sahib al-Sur, that is Israfil, who blows into the trumpets. 
And it is also reported that this Muazzin is Malik Khazanun Nar. He is uh, the chief of the hell, chief of Jahannam, Malik, who is called Malik in the Quran, the name of the angel. And it is also said, he does not report it from whom, he said, it is also said that they are angels other than these two, and uh, is in defiance of uh, regarding him to be Ali, peace be on him, and he reports that a while later on. However, the three things, the three angels that he has discussed, the, or rather the two angels and uh, others from the angels, first of all, Sahib Sur, the one who blows into the tramp, trumpet, I don't know what is his business here on the Araf of uh, hell and paradise to, to actually uh, announce to the people that you can go to paradise now. Secondly, the verses here talk about this Muazzin actually later on uh, calling on the people who have not yet entered paradise, allowing them to, to enter into paradise. And this is not something very much related to the, uh, to the job or function of Malik Khazanun Nar. And of course, he doesn't mention who else from the angels this may be. And he says that uh, uh, it is reported in Shi'i sources an Rida wa'an Ibn Abbas from Imam Rida alayhi salam and from Ibn Abbas that innahu aliyun karramallahu wajhahu. This is Ali karramallahu wajhah. But this has not been established in Sunni sources. Lam yathbut min tariq ahl sunnah and then she says that uh, it's very uh, improbable that this imam would be the muazzin because he is in Hadiratul Hazairul Quds. He is now living in paradise close to the, the, the holy sanctuary of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How could he come here and uh, be the muazzin or the announcer? Now, the answer to this is uh, given by Muhammad Abdu, rahmatullah alay, the, uh, the author of Tafsir al-Minar, the Egyptian exegete, who was a student of uh, Sayyid Jamal al-Din Afghani. He says that, uh, well, uh, you say that this has not been established in Sunni sources. However, our scholars, because Abdu himself is a Sunni scholar, he says our scholars in the books of uh, evaluation or assessment of the reward has not very much talked about the faith of the people and certainly they have included in their sources in their uh, in their assessment some of the Shi'i scholars who are regarded by us to be Shi'i but they are really scholars of Ahl Sunnah like for example uh, Hakim and Neishaburi and, and others. And then he says, I don't want to go to his argument, his long argument he makes. He says that if this is proved in a good tradition and there is nothing against it, why should we reject it? And there is no reason that we should reject this. And why should this merit for Ali ibn Abi Talib uh, be denied if it is mentioned in the Quran? And what he mentions that he is in Hadairul Quds does not 
tally with other uh, verses of the Quran when he, the Quran talks uh, about the, the prophets, the shuhada being summoned to come to witness, to testify in the judgment for their people. So if they can come and testify, why not Ali can be in this position? This was just something which I wanted to uh, bring to your attention regarding the arguments which go between Sunni and Shi'i exegesis with regards to some of the verses which seem to be a bit controversial. Now, this Mu'addin announces, what does he announce? لَعْنَتُ الظَّالِمِينَ May the curse of God be on the Zalimin. Who are the Zalimin? It is explained in the next verse. الَّذِينَ يَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيَبْغُونَهَا إِوَجَةً وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ كَافِرُونَ Three qualities are mentioned to include a person in the midst of the zalimin. And zalim is a wrongdoer whose wrong is would really affect himself and others. Now, first of all, الَّذِينَ يَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Those who bar from the way of Allah. This is one. Second, يَبْغُونَهَا إِوَجَا Seek to make it crooked. Seek to make it diverted, deviated. وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ كَافِرُونَ And disbelieve in the hereafter. Now, Sad, uh, which is mentioned in the Quran with Sad, means Iraz, to turn away. The difference between Sad and Iraz is that Iraz is to turn away uh, in a private way, personal way, but Sat can be personally turning away from the path or making others to turn away, barring others from the path of Allah. So Sat can be uh, something which people can do for themselves or they can actually do with regards to others. It is mutaaddi, uh, 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 transitive, uh, as against Iraz, which is intransitive. So, الَّذِينَ يَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ The question is, what is Sabilullah? Those who bar from the path of God. What is Sabilullah? Allah Matabatabai Rahmatullah Alai has a long argument here saying that Sabilullah is the fitra of human being. It is what is actually installed in every soul. Seeking God. And those who bar from this actually deviate people, divert people from this fitra by false arguments, by following shahawat and whimsy wishes and trying to actually decorate these wishes for people. This is sattun and sabilillah. However, other exegetes have uh, mentioned uh, other things. Uh, about uh, Sabilullah, for example, at Tusi in Tabian, he says that Sabilullah is the haq that Allah has called us towards it and has sent the prophets to call us to Sabilullah. And other views have said that this is Deenullah, the religion, 
or it is the tariq, the path which leads to Jannah. Now, all these meanings are quite similar, and all these go with what Allah Matabatabai mentions, that this is the path of fitrah. If we leave human beings without these calls from different quarters which call them to to go towards shahawa, towards dunya, human being by nature, by fitrah, would go to uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who yasudduna an sabilillah divert people from this path of fitrah. Now, they may do it by just denying Allah or not denying Allah. However, making this path crooked, bringing associates with God, making this path to, uh, to be embellished by uh, by wrong and false ideas and views, this is yabqunaha iwajah. And also, they do this not out of faith, but because they do not believe in any judgments. They are disbelievers in hereafter. They don't believe that there is any judgment, and therefore they do these things. So this would include those religious people who actually make the religious path crooked, and deviated, and those people who do not believe in God at all, who do not believe in Akhirah at all, and therefore they try to bar people from Sabilillah, Alladina Yasudduna and Sabilillah, Wayabhunaha Iwaja, Wahumbil Akhirat Kafirun. This is the meaning of Zalimin mentioned here. Now, when we mention Zalim in the Quran or anywhere else, in every context, Zalim has a different meaning. Now, this curse which comes in Akhirah and is announced by this Mu'adhan, فَأَذَّنَ مُؤَذَّنٌ بَيْنَهُمْ أَلَّعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الظَّالِمِينَ These Zalimin are those who have these three qualities. So not every Zalim is included in this curse here in Akhirah. For example, there is one Zalim uh, which is mentioned in Surah Luqman. Ya bunayya la tushrak billah inna shirka la zulmun azim. Do not associate anyone with God because this is zulm. This is wronging yourself. And are this type of zulm included in this curse? This is not mentioned here. Or uh, there are zulm which, uh, sins which are regarded to be zulm. Anyone who sins, faqad zalama nafsa. They have oppressed wrong themselves. Are they included in this curse? No, they are not included in this curse. Because this is a very, very heavy and strong curse which comes on that day. Those who did deviate others from path of God, who actually made many people to waste their energy, their life, their time, and all these sort of things which would would create, would cause great waste in lives of human beings. This is the type of curse which has come here by this mu'adhan. فَأَذَّنَ مُؤَذَّنٌ بَيْنَهُمْ أَلَّعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الظَّالِمِينَ الَّذِينَ يَسُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيَبْغُونَهَا عِوَجَ وَهُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ كَافِرُونَ وَبَيْنَهُمَا حِجَابٌ Now, it was talking about people of the paradise, people of the hell, calling each other and between them there is a there is a veil or there is a wall or a barrier or something like that there will be a veil between them 
And on the elevations of certain men. Al-A'raf, A'raf is the, the top of veils, the top of barriers. This is A'raf. So Al-A'raf, this Alif and Lam refers to that hijab. There is a hijab and above that hijab there are people. So above that hijab there are people or there are certain men. Means that these men are not regarded from Ashabul Jannah nor from Ashabul, Ashabul Nahr. They are somehow beyond these two. It's above the heights of, uh, of this hijab which is uh, set between the people of paradise and people of hell. Now, the important thing is to know that who are these Ashabul Araf? And uh, what is their role? What is their duty here? Why are they on those tops and uh, high places, elevated or elevations, elevated places or on, or, or on those elevations? Sheikh Tusi Rahmatullah alayhi says, اختلفوا في الذين هم على الأعراف على أربعة أقوال. The exegetes mainly have categorized the أصحاب الأعراف in four categories. Of course, there are many many views here. Said Baghir Qurashi in أحسن الحديث says that there are fourteen different views on this. However, some of them are very close to each other, and therefore Sheikh Tusi Rahmatullah has categorized Ashabul Araf in four categories. First is that Qala Abu Majaz hum malaikatun yurawna fi surat al-rijal. These are angels. Now, but angels do not uh, somehow uh, cannot be called Rajal men because Rajal is used for human beings or for jinn. It is human beings and jinn who have male and female. So uh, the angels cannot be called Rajal. Therefore, Abu Majaz says that, yes, they are angels, but they will be seen in shape or in attire of human beings, in men. There is no reason whatsoever for such, an, such a view. Why he says it is angels? Because he doesn't know why specific persons should be on those elevated positions. Because people are either Ashabul Nar or Ashabul Jannah. And it cannot be somehow perceived for him that there are people who are beyond these two, beyond Ashabul Nar and Ashabul Jannah. So this is what he says. However, uh, the Quran actually in many other instances talks about people on the Day of Judgment talking to both Ashabul Nar and Ashabul Jannah. And these are called, in other verses, those who are given knowledge. When people actually ask, uh, how long have we been uh, waiting in the previous world, that is the world of Barzakh, or between the two blowings, there are people who are 
people in possess of knowledge and faith who talks to them, who talk to them, and who tell them that how long you have been waiting. So uh, it is not far fetched to think that there are human beings here on Araf. Okay, if there are human beings, then people say who these human beings are. Again, Sheikh Tusi mentions for us, these are These are people whose sins and sagair, of course, kabair should have been forgiven, otherwise they they won't be allowed into paradise or into those places. They would be from people of the hell, whose small sins have actually made them to fall behind other people. Okay, we'll, we'll assess this uh, statement. And Farah, Zajjaj, and a group of the majority of Sunni scholars say that these are the people whom qawmun istawat hasanatuhum wa sayyatuhum. These are the people whose good and whose evil are equal. So they cannot be placed uh, in the people of hell and they cannot be placed in the people of paradise. Therefore, they are on those elevations, just right on the veil, right on the hijab. And later on, Allah will make them enter paradise just as a grace and as a favor that he does on them. Uh, there's another, a fifth uh, view which uh, Sheikh Tuzi does not mention, but we have to mention it because does not, uh, this view does not go in any of those categories. Many of the exegetes say that these are al-mustad'afoon min ar-rajal wal-nisa. What's the meaning of al-mustad'afoon? Those who didn't have the enough understanding or didn't have access to guidance, and therefore they cannot be sent to hell. However, they do not have acts and actions which is required to go to paradise because they didn't have faith. They didn't have faith not because they denied, not because they were in defiance, but because they didn't have knowledge or they didn't have access to guidance. They didn't have knowledge because they may have been children, they may have been uh, people with a a sort of mental uh, incapability, or people who didn't have guidance. These are uh, Ashab al-Araf, they are put on those elevated places. Now, uh, these views actually tells us how sometimes the exegetes rely on traditions without looking at the context of the verse, without looking at the meaning of the verse. Now, the verse says that on the elevations are certain men they know everyone by their face. And then they talk, نَادَوْ أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ they talk to Ashabul Jannah and Salamun Alaikum, may peace of God be on you. Lam Yaduhuluha Wahum Yat Maun. These Ashabul Jannah have not entered paradise yet, and they are still 
hoping to to enter they are eager to do and then they eventually eventually at the end of this discussion ashabul araf give permission to ashabul jannah to go to paradise so if this is the case how these be people with mental uh, incapability how this could be people whose sins and uh, good deeds are equal so they cannot be categorized to go to ashabul jannah how they could be the angels who have nothing to do with 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 this argument between ashabul nar and ashabul jannah and as i said this shows how sometimes the exegetes rely on traditions which are completely and absolutely irrelevant to the context of the verses now of course we have traditions in this regard both in the shi'i sources and in the sunni sources what should we do with these traditions talking about ashab al-araf people being from al-mustadafun or people whose sayyat and hasanat are equal what do we do with these traditions we just throw them away because they do not tally with the context of the quran if a tradition comes which does not conform with what is mentioned in the quran we just throw that tradition away this is what of course our our am have taught us that anything which does not conform with the quran no matter what is the chain of transmission no matter where is it mentioned just throw them away hit them at the wall because we haven't said it we don't ever say something which doesn't conform with the quran however there is a fifth uh, well, well actually one of the categories which uh, one of the views that sheikh tusi had mentioned i did not mention of course because it i have to mention this here now one of the views is that qala abu ja'far alayhi salam humul a'imma wan nabi alayhi salam of course this is mentioning certain cases of this rajal it is not limited to them as we have in uh, another hadith uh, from imam ja'far as-sadiq alayhi salam which explains fully who are ashab al-araf he says that al-araf kusbanun bayn al-jannah wa an-nar it's hills and it's by these hills that The, there is uh, the uh, the separation comes these are hills between hell and uh, paradise yaqifu alayha kullu nabiyyin wa kullu khalifatin nabi every prophet and every successor of the prophet every imam after the prophet they stand on it and they know everyone they know those from among their own nations those who disbelieved those who were crooked deviated and those who believed those who deserved to go to paradise they know them and then they are permitted to talk you know that the quran says on the day of judgment no one is permitted to talk except certain people how could the mustazafun be permitted to talk or how could people with uh, Uh, equal good and evil be permitted to talk while allah mentions la yatakallamuna illa man adhana lahu arrahman wa qala sawaba no one speaks unless allah permits them to speak and they say 
the truth. Sawab is something, the truth in the sense that it's conformed with the reality. If you want to say sawab, you have to be very, very knowledgeable. You cannot say sawab unless you have absolute knowledge of reality of the things. Sawab with sad, that's the truth, the right, the correct thing. So, no one speaks unless except those who have the permission from God. And who gets the permission from God to speak? They say the sawab. And as I said, the sawab comes from knowledge. And this knowledge is a different type of knowledge that we have. This knowledge penetrates every heart, every soul, everything on the day of judgment. And that's why they can speak to these people in this sort of authoritative language that we we see in, in these verses mentioned here. Now, there are other traditions in this vein, which again, now it speaks about certain individuals among Ashabul Araf. As I said, Ashabul Araf, generally, every prophet and every Nabi, every Khalifa of prophets are from Ashabul Araf. And therefore, uh, when it concerns Muslims, of course, it's our prophet and the successor of the prophet. And the Shia Hadiths certainly have focused on who is the Khalifa of the Prophet, who is the successor of the Prophet who could be on that elevation, elevated place. Uh, there is a, a very famous Hadith which uh, uh, is mashhur according to the Shi'i sources, uh, which says, Aliyun Qasimun Nare Wal Jannah. Ali actually distributes people to go to hell or to go to paradise. Now, this may seem very, very exaggerated sort of a statement. How is it possible that Ali would do this? Now, first of all, this is related to Muslims, not to non-Muslims, because for non-Muslims, of course, of course, they have their own prophets and their, their own osia. Secondly, if we think it deeply, it is actually not saying anything but what is mentioned here in Surah Al-A'raf, that there are some people who look into the faces of both sides and at the end they actually give the permission to Ashab al-Jannah to enter paradise. Now, there is a tradition from uh, the Prophet, peace be on him, in explanation of Ali yun Qasim al-Nara wal-Jannah, who said, Ya Ali, ka'anni bika yawm al-Qiyamah, it is as I, have, I am seeing you, imagining you, on the day of judgment, when you have a stuff, an asa, by which you drive some to hell and some to paradise. As I said, this is not, of course, specific to him, this is mentioned about him because he is one of the Ashabul Araf. And from Imam Sadiq, it is mentioned that ala al-Araf wal-Nar Muhammadun wa wa wal wal wa min alihim 
On the Araf, the, between hell and fire, there will be Muhammad and Ali and Fatima, Hassan, Hussein, and the pure from their household, men alihim, which of course refers to the other A'ima, alayhim the pure from their household, to other A'ima, alayhim these traditions have been somehow criticized, this type of tradition, because it includes Fatima, peace be on her. And here, of course, the, uh, the verse says, There are men on the A'raf. How could it include Fatima, peace be on her, while, of course, she's not uh, a man? Uh, the answer, of course, is very easy, because when Rajal is mentioned, uh, it can include women as well. However, it's very difficult to say, And because, of course, the majority of these people are Rajal. And we have examples of this in other verses of the Quran mentioned in the same vein. Like, for example, رَجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِهِمْ تَجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْءٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ Who are the men who are actually uh, permitted to give the attributes of Allah to others, make attributes of Allah, mention attributes of Allah. These are rajalun la tulhihim tijaratun wa la bayun an dhikrillah. Men who are not diverted by tijara, by business, or by buying and selling from dhikrullah. And of course, every exegete would accept that this rajal means rajal and nisa. However, just membab taghlib as they call it. Uh, only Rajal is mentioned. So there is no problem here if Fatima, peace be on her, is, is included, if Maryam is included, if Asiya is included, if, and if other women like that are included in Ashabul Araf who have given this high position, which is, of course, uh, uh, a, a sort of final, final judgment between human beings or final, final testimony, we can say, between human beings, to be given for human beings. And uh, uh, this shows that when we talk about Ashabul Jannah and Ashabul Nar, this Ashabul A'raf, although they are from Ashabul Jannah, however, they are placed in a different sort of Jannah than ordinary people. They are not from the Jannah of ordinary people. And this is again, of course, supported by many verses of the Quran, that Jannatul Muqarrabun is different from Jannatul Ashab al-Yameen. Jannatul Muqarrabun is very highly placed. It is uh, uh, somehow uh, submerged in the sort of wisdom which is graced uh, to this Jannah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and these people have higher wisdom, higher understanding, higher comprehension of God than other people, and therefore their Jannah is different, and that's why they actually have come from those Hadairul Quds, as Al-Alusi mentions, here to guide people to paradise, rather than, of course, guiding them to hell, because those people who are uh, on the other side, are already uh, 
uh, in the hell, they cannot be guided. But others who are on the other side, certainly they can be guided and given wisdom to go to paradise. And inshallah, the rest of the uh, conversation between Ashab al-Araf and Ashab al-Jannah wa nar we'll discuss it inshallah in our next session. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alayhi tahiri. Thank you much indeed, Sheikh. Uh, very interesting. Brothers and sisters, uh, we've got about 15 minutes uh, up to 9 o'clock or maybe a little less. Uh, you can start with uh, some con- some questions or conversation. Any sisters, brothers? Yes? Alaykum yeah. alaykum شيخنا قلت الأعراب فقط هذا للإسلام يعني أديان الأخرى other religion they have other systems or other no this Araf is for everyone of course and this the people of every faith or every disbelievers as well they are placed on the two sides one is the Jannah and the other one is hell and as I said on the Araf, there is kullu nabi wa kullu nabi. Every prophet and every successor of the prophet will be on those Araf. Therefore, that is general for every faith. Other religions. Other religions. Yes. Do they have some? Do they agree to this one in Judaism on Christianity? Do they have? Uh, well, we have to search in in the Bible to see if this concept is mentioned because sometimes these concepts are mentioned in a sort of uh, uh, metaphorical language, and uh, because uh, the type of traditions that we have and has have explained these are not available. In, in other religions, they might have not been noticed. I don't know, I haven't come across uh, uh, any literature talking about this from the Bible, but from the Quran, we know that this is something which happens for every, uh, every people. Uh, if you mean that if this is mentioned in other religions, I don't know, in other books. Any sisters? Yes, yes, yeah. I totally agree with your conclusions, but when we come to the I after, you'll discuss, inshallah, next session. I I have some doubt whether Surafat Absarum, as if, I mean, if they are such highly authoritarian. Uh, people, how they say, "Rabbana la taj'alna ma'al qamamun," "Muwada surfat absarum tilqa ashab al-nar," as if they are still not sure where they are going to. The next ayah. I mean, this makes me doubtful about who are these. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very good question. Inshallah, we'll discuss this fully. However. Uh, this is out of humbleness that they regard themselves to deserve to go to that place as well. Although they have very highly positioned, they regard themselves, and this we have in many other traditions as well about the angels. Allah <laughs> 
قالوا سبحانك ما عبدناك حق عبادتك the angels very very highly angels in Sahifa Sajjadiyya when they hear the hell blazing when they hear that uh, they say Ya Allah do not send us there we have not worshipped you the way you deserved we deserve to go there but you don't send us there I mean this is the, the type of humbleness that these group have yeah. uh, any sisters Nizar Sheikh, you know, we have this spectrum of uh, uh, belief and understanding, uh, particularly amongst the Shi'i community, as far as intercession is concerned by the Imma. That this ayah gives strength to those who firmly believe that the Imma can intercede, full stop, no matter what your background. Yes, this is one of the this is one of the occasions of shafa'ah. Of course, this is not the first occasion because those people who are on the other side already have been included in shafa'ah. And uh, uh, inshallah, yes, I will mention this that this is one of the verses which corroborates the idea of shafa'ah. And shafa'ah actually is not only a Shi concept. I think. Uh, uh, Muslims as a whole believe in Shafa'a, although not Shafa'a of Aimma, but Shafa'a of the Prophet, peace be on him. There's only a minority group, the extremists, who they want to be extreme in their actually uh, uh, wholeheartedly uh, believing everything coming from God directly without any mediation, who reject the Shafa'a, but I, I think they are rejected by all uh, longly established schools of theology, whether they are Ash'aris or Mu'tazilis, they all believe in, in Shafa'a. And these groups are rejected by all of them as well. Any sisters? Any brother? Yeah. One other question, unrelated. Um, I, I have a difficulty in understanding the logistics in terms of people and number and managing. I know technology, as you understand today, we don't know what technology would be then. Um, but, but, but I guess I have to just, it's beyond my imagination and I have to accept that. Yeah. Uh, just imagine how many atoms your body has and how it's managed. Just for God, it's the same thing. I mean, managing all these people is just like managing all these atoms, which uh, your body is, your soul is actually managing all of them, all these atoms, without we knowing it. So it's very easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sister, can you take the mic, please? There's behind you. Switch on, please. According to other traditions and hadiths, and not that I know them, and I don't know how far they are true, they say that in heaven, Imam Ali will be serving the water of Kawthar, and they say that if you recite so-and-so surah, you'll be standing next to the Prophet and amongst the Ahlul Bayt. And that means that is in heaven. So how can you argue that these people will be in the, it will be in Al-Araf rather than heaven. 
I just don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. This is before actually people going to paradise. As we will see later on, uh, the verses say that they address Ashabul Jannah while they have not yet entered paradise. And then they give them permission to go inside. And after they go inside, then of course these people will go to paradise as well. This is before people have entered paradise. And even Kothar is before before this stage. Before this stage of Araf, we have the people drinking from the Kothar, being ready to go to paradise. So these all happened before that. In paradise as well, of course, people have different places. People have different stations and levels. And although these people are in a different Jannah, however, that doesn't uh, prevent people to be able to visit them, to sit with them, to talk with them. Of course, not always. It is an honor that their presence is actually uh, given to some people uh, frequently, or, or I don't know how frequently that would be. But the Quran clearly mentions that al-muqarrabun live in a different paradise than ashabul yameen. And this may mean that it may not mean physically or in terms of geography or space, but just in terms of the type of understanding and feeling that they have from the environment of paradise may be quite different from ordinary people. In uh, in Surah An-Nisa, verse 69, uh, we have the idea that These rufaqa or companions are anbiya, siddiqin, shuhada, salihin, the prophets, the imams, shuhada and salihin. They can be companions of those who obey Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can be with them. However, they cannot be from them. They, they cannot be one of them, but they can be with them. They can see them. It's just like if you have a neighbor who's a very, very pious, and it lives actually in a, in a completely different atmosphere in terms of a spirituality, but you can see them every day. It's two different worlds, but you can see them. Thank you, Sister. I think you have put it much better than what I could have done. <laughs> I had a similar thing in mind. But anyway, um, my question is uh, that uh, when we say that uh, the tafsir of Quran can be done from the Quran itself, uh, so I think you may, you may have touched within your discussion. So can you just remind us that uh, Ashabun Araf, uh, as we concluded, that they, uh, they are the, uh, the prophets and imams and um, other high-level um, spiritual people. So from what ayat can we sort of extract these meaning from other ayat? From the same verses that we read. I mean, the meaning of these verses are quite clear. Okay. That these ashab al-araf, firstly, they are permitted to talk. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, from the ayat that I mentioned, la yatakallamuna illa man rahman sawaba in surah Naba' that they can, no one can speak unless they have the permission of God, and no one have the permission unless they speak the truth. So these people should be very, very highly stationed, very knowledgeable. 
and also the people who can actually give the permission to people of paradise to go to paradise is quite clear what position they may have. These people, by looking at the face of every individual, they can know who they are, what have they done, what sort of uh, human beings they have been. This is a very, very great position. So from all these, we can understand that. Thank you much indeed, yeah, because sometimes it takes two, three times listening to your lectures to sort of get the real gist and the meaning of it. Thank you very much. Uh, are there sisters, brothers, anybody? Wants to? Uh, Riaz? No? Doctor again? Any sisters? Anybody? No? Thanks, Muhammad. Muhammad Wali, Muhammad Salwat.